Greetings. This is Eric Sinrod from international law firm Dwayne Morris. I'm joined by my colleague, as always, Jonathan Armstrong, across the pond at Corduroy. Corduroy, excuse me. <laughs> Not Corduroy. And um, this is your weekly Tech Law 10. And Jonathan, I, I, once again, I'm trying to read your mind, and I'm, I'm thinking exiting and Brexit. Tell us, what's on your mind? Well, thank you very much, Eric. Not only with an international law firm, but an international man of mystery in your own right. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and yes, well done. So today could be a quite significant day in that it could be the last budget that the Chancellor of the Exchequer here puts together with the, uh, the UK as part of the EU. As you know, there's a scheduled vote on whether the UK should leave the EU, the so-called Brexit. And that impacts a whole host of areas around technology and compliance because many of the laws we have in the UK are influenced or uh, set down or harmonized with the laws in other European countries. And uh, we had an event on the GDPR a couple of weeks ago, and there was an interesting twist on that. So as many of you who listen regularly will know, the GDPR is the General Data Protection Regulation, this all-embracing set of data protection slash privacy law reforms, which will apply across the EU in a little more than two years' time. And they're significant changes. They impose, for example, 12% of global annual turnover for breach. Now, because these rules are only two and a bit years away, many of our clients are already putting measures in place to prepare for GDPR. So things like um, we have a project at the moment looking at the location of servers and data centers, and that's all heavily influenced by GDPR. But a contrary view we had at this event was from somebody who said, well, basically, I'm not going to invest in compliance with European data protection laws because my bet is the UK is going to leave the European Union. Now, whether or not that's a sound basis on which to effectively gamble your company's compliance, it seems to me that it's still a... Um, fairly dumb thing to do. Why? Because even if the UK does leave the European Union, I think it will largely still be subject to the same data protection regime. And that's because the UK would obviously have to still be a trading partner of the EU, and data is the oil that wheels, uh, the, the oil that uh, lubricates the wheels of trade. Now, as a result, I think the UK would uh, either apply to some, uh, an organization called the EEA, which has uh, reciprocity uh, with the EU, and that would mean they'd have to get up to the European data protection standards, or the UK would apply for what's called an adequacy decision in the same way as countries like New Zealand and Canada are deemed adequate by the European Commission, and that involves an assessment of their 
data privacy laws to see if they hit the mark. Now, obviously, that assessment, if it happens now, is likely to be influenced, I think, by the law under GDPR rather than necessarily the law under the old directive. So it strikes me that whatever happens, whether the UK stays within Europe or not, GDPR is likely to influence the data privacy agenda in the UK. But there's one other interesting point, which is, uh, and we've discussed uh, this before, Eric, the new uh, Privacy Shield scheme to secure data transfer between uh, Europe and the US. So some people have said, well, could the UK have a scheme similar to Privacy Shield and become, you know, effectively have the same relationship with Europe as the US does? Which strikes me that that's a fairly remote possibility for two reasons. Firstly, because, um, you know, Privacy Shield isn't yet a done deal. We're expecting it possibly to come in in about June time from what uh, Commissioner Ertiger, uh, the, the Vice President Ertiger said this week at the European Commission. That might be an ambitious timetable. But secondly, the UK is in the process of enacting new data interception laws. And they had their, uh, they, they were read in the uh, House of Parliament uh, yesterday, and they're on progress to become law. And there's at least a school of thought to say that the criticisms that Europe had about mass interception from the U.S. would mm. be worse if the Europe, if the U.K. Parliament passes these new data in interception laws, which are of uh, quite widespread in nature. So there's an argument for saying that the UK, uh, if it passes these interception laws, would struggle with any sort of adequacy decision from the European Union. So I know it's in some respects a complicated topic. I think my simple takeaway is don't uh, think that you can put off complying with the new European data regime on the basis of the UK might or might not leave the European Union. I think by the time that decision is made, it'll be too late to comply. And I don't see the compliance agenda in data privacy terms getting easier for anyone in the UK if we leave, even if we do leave the European Union. I wonder if you had a distant view from the US on any of that, Eric. <laughs> well, I would say that Brexit sounds problematical. Uh, wow. So it's from what I'm hearing from what you're saying, then that likely uh, there needs to be um, mindfulness in terms of complying with privacy shield because what the UK might or might not do won't, if it happens, won't take place um, soon enough to consider other options. But then not only must there be potential compliance with privacy shield, but there might be the need to also figure out how to comply with uh, what the UK might enact later. Am I getting that right? Yes, you are. I mean, I think, I think the, the basic message is in the data privacy area, I don't think the Brexit is going to matter much one way or the other. It certainly won't make the situation better. Now, of course, Brexit has other ramifications for 
some of the tech stuff we've talked about before. For example, right. uh, the UK changed its copyright term to uh, unify that with the uh, rest of Europe. So would we uh, have a shorter copyright term? Would some intellectual property laws change? Would um, things like data roaming legislation for cell phones, for mobile phones, change? Because that's larger European development. I think there's a lot that could change and that technology businesses should be worried about with Brexit, but I don't think data privacy is one. You know, I have to say, this just reminds me of what I say when I, when I speak at conferences and when I teach, and that is, you know, the Internet really doesn't know any true geographic boundaries, and yeah. to the extent we're setting up different uh, rules and regimes, essentially based on country geographies, it's anachronistic. And over time, I really think we need to try to achieve uniformity in terms of the rules of the game uh, across borders. Uh, and I'm talking about across the EU, across the UK, across the United States, et cetera. Um, I mean, obviously, the way things are structured right now, if you even want to call them structured, it's, it's uh, a feeding frenzy for lawyers. And I'm not trying to speak out against you know, our own profession, but I do think it would be for our clients' benefits over time that uh, you know, we, we, we strive to have uh, uniformity uh, in, in the legal rules of the game, whether it's privacy, whether it's intellectual property, whether it's data security. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Jonathan? I, I think you're right. I mean, I think between us, we've still got four kids to put through college, haven't we? So we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got one kid, I've got one kid out of college, thank you very much, working very successfully at a, com at a tech company in San Francisco. <laughs> three, three between us to put through college. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't petition for the redundancy of lawyers anytime soon. But I agree right. that it does need uh, some harmony and uniformity. And, and regrettably, um, I'm being neutral about, about this as ever, but the Brexit would bring disharmony. Right. And, we, we, and we can understand why different laws and rules have emerged in different regions because you know, they have different histories and different cultures. But, but the Internet is, in many ways, over time going to become cultural neutral uh, if it's going to work. Um, and I, and I yeah. think it needs to. So, All right. Well, this has been a great Tech Law 10. Jonathan, thank you for uh, providing all of this content as always. Uh, I'm Eric Sinrod at Dwayne Morris. You can reach me by email at ejsinrod at DwayneMorris.com. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Jonathan, now you can Brexit the conversation. Thanks very much. Uh, uh, Jonathan.Armstrong at CaudryCompliance.com. Uh, as a good European, I'm in Prague next week at the SCCE conference. If you're along uh, and you listen to these podcasts, do come by and say hello. All that remains is to thank you for listening. Do engage with us on Brexit or any other topic. Easiest way to do that is through LinkedIn or, uh, or just reach out to us. And uh, we'll look forward to speaking to you again in a week or so. Thanks for listening. Cheers.